Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Okay. This is a topic that I've been wanting to cover for a really long time because I hear so many people who are, they want to start Evlo or they want to at least back off their intense training routine, but they're afraid that if they do less, they'll gain weight. And first off, I totally understand this fear. I think it's very natural because we are conditioned to believe that exercise is a good tool for weight loss and that the more exercise we do, the leaner we will be. But I do want to say that taking care of your body by being more intentional with how you move is so worth it. So I'm glad you're here listening to this episode and I want to help walk you through this process. So For those of you that have been around for a while, you know my story, but I used to be an over-exerciser in the sense that I was exercising really intensely almost every single day of the week, sometimes more than once a day. And I was also under eating and I was definitely under eating protein and my body got to the point where it felt like it was completely falling apart. And it wasn't sustainable for me. And this was, you know, in my mid twenties. So I was young and I felt like I was like 80 years old (laughs) and I'm not going to get too much into my story, but when I backed off my routine, the first thing I changed was exercise and I scaled way, way back. And when I scaled back, what I noticed was I felt better, but I truly did not see much of a change in my body composition. And I'll talk about a possible reason for this here in this episode. But after a few months, I started to change how I was eating. So I, at the time I was seeing a functional medicine doctor because I was having um, concerns about focusing about my brain health. I kind of felt like I was in a brain fog and I was, I was getting sleep issues and all of these improved when I backed off my overly intense exercise routine, but she really helped me with my nutrition and she encouraged me to fuel more. And so I started eating more and I was eating really quote unquote clean. So lots of whole foods. Um, I was really focusing on, you know, big portions. So like lots of avocado, lots of rice, things like that. So I was eating very clean, but I was unintentionally eating in a calorie surplus. So I did start to gain some weight, but I will say that I felt so much better. My brain fog started to lift. I started to feel like I was able to focus. I was sleeping better. I was recovering better. So although I did gain some fat from overfueling during this time or eating in a calorie surplus, for me, it was so worth it to go through this period where I was giving my body some space to heal so that I could really kind of start from a solid foundation. And my theory is that in this process where I first removed the over-exercise and started exercising differently, and then I started eating more and fueling more, I gave my body the time and space and fuel and nutrients to heal and recover from years of abusing my body and my workouts. And it wasn't until I started I started being more intentional with my eating over the last, um, year and a half and focusing on protein, a protein rich diet that I truly changed my body composition. So I lost fat and I gained muscle. And this was because of my changes in nutrition. But again, I cannot reiterate it enough. It wasn't my workouts necessarily that changed my body composition. It was strength training plus diet. It has to be a combination of both of those to be effective. 
I will say I have a better body composition now doing a lot less and focusing on strength training workouts than I did back when I was in my over-exercising phase and under eating and doing hours of cardio and calorie torching workouts each week. I have better body composition now and I feel better now. And that's because I'm more intentional with how I'm exercising and how I'm fueling. So my hope is that you can get to this point too, because it feels so sustainable and it feels so good. And I just, I'm like, Oh, I see so many people feeling like they have to wear their bodies down in order to be fit. And I just want to scream from the rooftops. Like it doesn't need to be that you just have to be a little bit more intentional and programmed and conscious of how you're eating and how you're exercising. So what if instead of throwing in the kitchen sink, we're more choosy about how we put force through our bodies instead of doing high repetitions of impact and burpees and jumping around in the pursuit of burning off our food, we were actually intentional with how much exercise we did. What if we could build a healthy, strong system that made us feel more balanced hormonally, that helped with our cravings and with our sleep? What if we were focused on building more lean tissue so that we could have faster, more robust metabolisms so we didn't feel like we had to be on this downward spiral of eating less and less and less as we exercise away all of our lean mass with endless cardio and under eating? And what if we were thoughtful about how much we stressed certain parts of our body So we could consider giving those areas time to recover instead of beating our bodies up, overusing certain muscle groups, just in the pursuit of getting fit and looking a certain way. So we can work with our physiology, but it takes some education. It takes some rewiring. It takes sometimes ignoring some quote unquote experts who are recommending certain things that just are not fitting with your body. And when you start to understand your own physiology and work with your physiology, your outcomes will improve and you will feel better because exercise should not make you feel worse and fragile and exhausted. I remember again, in my over-exercise phase, having to bend over so carefully. (laughs) Anytime I like picked up a laundry hamper or like bent over to tie my shoe, I had to like make sure I was hinging correctly at my hip and keep my back flat because if I moved wrong, my back was like on a hairpin trigger because my workouts were putting so much repetitive force through my spine. So like if I moved wrong, if I bent over and picked something up in the wrong way, like it would throw out my back. Like that makes no sense. If I was so fit and I was doing all these, all of these workouts, that should make my body more robust in my daily life, not more fragile. So if you want to live your life actually feeling fresh and be able to move around with ease and feel strong and yes, maybe improve your body composition, let's stop using exercise as a tool to burn and as a weight loss tool and start using it as a tool to build. And my hope is that I will inspire you to do that in today's podcast. So I want to explain what happens when you do less. And I want to give you some tools to create a plan that's going to be effective for you to both move towards your goals aesthetically and also feel better and pull back from an overly intense routine that's potentially wearing your body down. So first let's talk about what we currently know about human energy expenditure or how we burn calories and how we use energy. Your energy expenditure, how many calories you burn within a day is kind of divided into a few main buckets. Kind of think of each of these pieces as like the pie, the calorie expenditure pie. So you've got your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. 
You've got the thermic effect of food, resting metabolic rate of the brain, NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and exercise. So we'll break down each of these just really briefly. So your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, makes up the majority of your daily calorie burn between like 60 and 70% of your energy expenditure. This is the amount of energy it would take to keep you alive if you were in a coma. I like to think of it that way. So your body burns calories just to keep you alive. This number, your basal metabolic rate is higher the, the more mass you have. So the bigger you are, the bigger of a person that you are, the higher your basal metabolic rate in general. So one of the best ways to keep your BMR high, we want to keep that BMR as high as possible for your frame. The best way to keep that BMR high while moving you toward your body composition goals is to focus on building lean mass. Okay. So that's BMR. Then you have the thermic effect of food or the energy that it takes to digest food and create usable energy out of the food that you eat. And this takes up a small percentage of your daily expenditure, about five to five to 10% of that pie. Then you have NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is any non-exercise activity. So this is fidgeting, talking, typing, standing, walking around. Right now I am talking and I'm also using my hand to talk, which I tend to do. <laughs> so these are neat activities that I'm doing right now. This makes up between 15 and 30% of your daily expenditure. And then you have the resting metabolic rate of the brain, which I think is really interesting. So although your brain is small in mass, it requires a lot of energy. So somewhere between like 15 and 30% of your daily expenditure. And then you have exercise, which exercise accounts for around 10% of your daily expenditure, which is a much smaller piece of the pie than people realize. And yet we place such a large emphasis on it. A lot of times exercise is a smaller piece of that pie than meat is your non-exercise thermo um, activity thermogenesis. So you can see that I gave pretty wide percentages, right? These percentages vary a lot between individuals. So this is why trying to account for all of the calories that you're burning in a day by tracking your activity is just so unreliable. The best thing you can do when it comes to exercise and your metabolism is increase your lean mass. Don't even, and I'm going to talk about this in detail, but don't even worry about how much you're burning, worry about how much you're building. Because when you can increase your lean mass, when you can increase your muscle mass and your bone density through things like strength training, your basal metabolic rate increases and you burn more calories just to stay alive. But here's what trips people up. A lean mass focused workout, so a strength training focused workout program, often doesn't burn very many calories. So people get afraid that, oh my gosh, I'm transitioning from a cardio heavy routine to a strength building routine, and I'm burning significantly much less calories according to my fitness watch. So does that mean I'm going to gain weight? So a few things that I want to break down here. We have become so reliant on our fitness watches to measure if we've done enough activity or if we've burned enough in our workouts and fitness watches tend to reward cardio over strength training, but your fitness watch is calculating calorie expenditure by using heart rate. And it doesn't account for the amount of energy that it takes to heal muscle tissue following a workout. And it doesn't account for the amount of mass that that's adding to your body, which will increase overall expenditure. So 
the calories burned from a strength training session may be less according to your fitness watch, but it's not a really good representation of how a strength training routine is actually affecting your body composition. Additionally, the way fitness trackers currently track calories burned is antiquated and it's highly inaccurate. And it's not their fault. It's just the current technology that we we have available, which is, is heart rate. So here's why tracking calories burned from your fitness watch is not an app accurate representation of the amount of calories that you're actually burning. So number one, the more you do an activity, the more efficient you get at that activity. So the less energy you burn. So once you start a new activity or you increase your activity, you may lose a little bit of weight in the beginning because your body hasn't adapted to the new demands and energy yet. But studies show that weight loss is very limited because your cardiovascular system increases in capacity, making you more efficient and means that you burn less doing the exact same workout. And you'll also have metabolic adaptations where you increase your mitochondrial density, which will resort result in a more efficient energy using system. So you burn less at the same amounts of activity. So this is why people are like, yeah, but I started running and I didn't change my diet and I lost a little bit of weight. You might lose a little bit of weight by increasing your activity, but again, it plateaus very quickly. So it's not really a long-term solution for significant fat loss. Fitness watches are also using an additive calorie expenditure approach But newer studies on energy expenditure are showing that that's not how we burn. We don't just burn and burn and burn and burn and increase our deficit significantly by adding a ton of exercise. And I'm going to link a really interesting study in the show notes. If if you like to read studies, um, you can go check this one out, but I'll go over it briefly. So this study followed over 300 participants in five different populations, five different areas. And they measured how many calories these people were burning over uh, a day, over a time period using the gold standard for measuring energy expenditure, which is not a fitness watch. They were not having these people use fitness watches. They were using a technique called doubly labeled water and doubly labeled water is to my knowledge, the most accurate way to measure calorie expenditure because they have participants drink water with certain like isotopes and chemicals in the water. And then they measure changes in urine to determine these people's calorie expenditure. So it's much more reliable than using a fitness watch and using heart rate. What this study showed was really interesting and it's really changing the way we are viewing how we burn and how we, uh, how our metabolisms work as we exercise and move. What this study showed is that Activity increases your daily expenditure at lower levels. So if you're going from zero to something, you will increase your overall calorie deficit. But at higher levels of activity, more activity, adding more activity does not increase your overall daily expenditure. So in other words, the amount of calories that we're burning every day is not additive, it's constrained. So this theory says that when we burn more from movement and exercise, and we've reached that kind of higher threshold of activity, instead of just burning more calories, we actually borrow from other processes, um, like pieces of that pie that I talked about from our metabolism, right? So brain power, digestion, um, kidney function, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So your body is adjusting 
for the increase in calorie expenditure by taking energy from these other processes. And this keeps us within a very narrow window of calorie expenditure. So instead of more activity adding to our overall expenditure, we're staying within this window. And I'm going to give you an example here in just a second, but this could be a reason why too much exercise can affect mental health because you're borrowing energy that your brain needs, right? You're taking that energy and using it for exercise instead of allowing your brain to use it. This is why overexercise can cause digestive issues. This is why overexercise can cause hormonal issues because your endocrine system doesn't have the energy that it needs in order to power your systems. So it's really fascinating. And it just goes to show that like, oh, wait a second, why are we just adding more and more exercise if it's not really increasing our deficit? If we're using exercise as a weight loss tool and to stay lean or to avoid weight gain, do we really need to be doing that much? Or is this adding more of a cost rather than a benefit? I think a lot of you who are doing a lot of exercise are likely in this upper limit of calorie expenditure. So by doing less, you might not actually be burning less overall. My guess is that if you're used to doing a lot of intense exercise and your body is starting to feel the effects of that, you've probably hit that upper level where you've already plateaued um, with how many calories that you're burning. And you're just honestly adding unnecessary wear and tear on your body. So let's use an example because I think that this can be a little confusing and a little hard to grasp. So let's say your body at its current mass burns about 200 calories on average. And that includes all of the pieces of the pie that I talked about without exercise. So that includes your basal metabolic rate, thermic effect of food, um, resting metabolic rate of the brain, um, neat that include those 200 calorie, 2000 calories include all of that. So let's say you do a hard workout that day and you burn, your fitness watch says you burn 800 calories. So your fitness watch will tell you, okay, at the end of the day, you've now burned 2,800 calories, including all of the pieces of that metabolism pie. When in reality, you might have hit that upper limit of calorie expenditure and start to plateau. So although your fitness watch is saying that you burn 2,800 calories, including your workout, maybe you only burned closer to 2,200 calories. Again, just using these totally arbitrary numbers. So in your brain, you're like, okay, I burned 2,800 calories today, which means I can eat, let's say 2,500 calories and still be in a calorie deficit. But again, maybe in reality, you're only burning 2,200 calories. So you eat 25 and you're still in a 300 calorie surplus. So this is how tracking your calories burn can start to backfire and why I do not recommend it. So at least one reason why I don't recommend it. And again, these are totally arbitrary numbers. There's really no way to track you, how many calories you're burning this precisely, unless you're using doubly labeled water, which to my knowledge is not available in like a non-research setting. So my point is let's just stop tracking calories burned because it's truly not reliable. And in fact, it could be sabotaging your results if your results are body composition changes. So of course we still want to be active and we still want to exercise in really thoughtful, intentional ways, but the key is doing enough so that we can get these positive adaptations like increased lean mass, increased cardiovascular health, increased mitochondrial density, 
but not do so much that we wear our bodies down and not do so much that our nervous system can't keep up with the healing and we begin to have diminished returns. This is why I highly recommend separating exercise from weight loss, separating exercise from how many calories you are burning. Number one, it's so freeing because then you can just do a workout that feels good and strengthens your muscles and you don't even worry about how many calories you're burning. And then number two, the calories probably don't matter as much as we think anyways. So if getting leaner is your goal, or if you want to do less because your body is feeling the effects and the consequences from doing like boot camp classes every day, let's say, let's stop focused, focusing on calories burned. Here's the bottom line. Cutting back on exercise does not make you gain weight, but a calorie surplus will. Cutting back on exercise does not make you gain weight, but a calorie surplus will. So if you are worried about gaining weight from doing less, even despite kind of everything that I just described earlier, you'll want to get aware of how you're eating. And you can do this by, you know, if you want to see a nutrition uh, specialist, highly recommend that. Of course, a dietitian, if you can, you can also calculate your total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE at the new level of exercise that you plan to adopt and focus on food awareness around that number. And I'm going to teach you how to do this in a workshop and in a program that we're launching next week. But even if you don't join the program, you can just kind of Google TDEE and find your estimate and focus more on how you're fueling. Because again, if you are in a calorie surplus, you will gain weight. If you're not in a calorie surplus, you will not gain weight regardless of how much exercise that you're doing. Ironically, I've, I've found to see better results if you stop viewing your exercise as a weight loss and as a calorie burning tool and focus more on a muscle building tool. Not only will you increase your BMR, but you'll no longer see exercise as a way to earn food, or maybe you don't overeat thinking that you can just burn it off later, which as I discussed, actually isn't an effective method. When you have more responsibility of how and what you're eating, you will probably see better body composition changes and you're going to feel a lot better. When you stop exercising in ways that are putting lots of repetitive forces through your body without enough recovery, because you're in the pursuit of trying to burn off what you're eating, your inflammation will improve. And when your inflammation improves, number one, you feel better. And number two, you start to see more benefits from doing less. So if you're struggling with this and you need some more guidance, I'm dropping a program next week, which will include a 30 minute workshop where we'll talk about these things in a little bit more detail. And we are going to help walk you through a plan for nutrition and exercise. And in this program, it also includes five Evolo classes that we created specifically for this purpose that you can keep forever. And you can take those over and over. If you're a member, all of this will be included in the membership already. So this program is called burnout bootcamp, and it's for those of you who are afraid of doing less, but you're feeling burned out and you feel like your current routine is wearing you down and it's not sustainable. Again, I've been there, so I can speak from experience that it is so much better on the other side. I promise, promise, promise you. So it's called burnout bootcamp. And we're going to talk about body recomposition, which means gaining muscle and losing fat. We're going to talk about body recomposition without burning you out. So that's our goal is to help you reach your health and aesthetic goals without costing your joint health, your hormonal health, without over-inflaming your body, without making you feel like fitness has to take over your life, all those things. So I'm really excited about this because it's going to give you a short-term plan and then a long-term plan for both exercise and nutrition. And my hope is that it feels 
really comprehensive and you feel inspired and you feel like you're in good hands and you have a plan that's, that's going to be really effective for you. So I did a similar workshop in January, but we're structuring this one a little bit different and everything will be pre-recorded. So nothing will be live. When you buy the program, you'll get everything all, all in all at once. Um, so this launches on June 5th, Monday, June 5th, 2023. I realize people could be listening to this years later. So I'll add a link in the show notes. If you're listening on the day that this podcast drops or before June 5th, um, get on our email list and then we'll send out the program when it's live on Monday. And if you're listening on June 5th or later, we'll update the link in the show notes. So I'll just put the checkout page in the show notes below so that we'll direct you straight to the sign up page if you want to sign up. So the program is, um, $27.99, I believe, and you get to keep the workshop and all five classes forever. And it'll really get you started on a really solid runway for you to see better results and feel better. So even if you don't join the program, I hope this podcast was helpful and inspiring to you. Remember, focus on what you're building, not what you're burning. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.